You're listening to the Save the Date Wedding Podcast, the number one podcast all about things wedding-y. Wedding-y? Alicia, I don't think that's a word. It is, Carly. I promise it's going to be like totes awesome. All the kids are going to be saying it soon. I promise. Wedding-y. Use it in a sentence today. Now, I just wanted to start this episode by saying thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, that's awful. It's probably best that we all just move on. I wanted to say thank you. I recorded that little uh, three-part harmony to say thank you to the people that went on to iTunes and rated and reviewed the Save the Date podcast. It is so appreciated. Here's one uh, from S. Joanne F. She says, my new girlfriend. Well, that's nice. She says, after two episodes, I felt like Alicia was my super cool gal pal that could take me under her wing. <whistles> that's me taking under her wing and steer me in the right direction. Plus, she's hilarious with a killer accent. Well, thank you so much, S. Joanne F. I have this accent. I can't do much about it. I like doing other accents. I really do. But the one I'm talking with is my normal voice. So thank you again. I really appreciate it. It makes the world of difference. It's like a gold star in podcasting world when you log on and you see that someone else has clicked the five-star rating. It's like a big Christmas present or a Hanukkah present, hey? Segway. There it is. My first Jewish faux pas. The first of many, I am sure. Are you planning a Jewish wedding or a Jewish wedding? Are you interested in just snazzy weddings? I think it's all of you. You must listen. My guest today is Karen Cinnamon. She is the blog mistress from the website smashingtheglass.com. And before you go, oh, Alicia, I'm not planning a Jewish wedding. I live in Birmingham. There's probably actually a lot of Jews in Birmingham, so that was a bad example. This website is not only about planning a fun interesting Jewish wedding, perhaps veering away from the more traditional styles, giving you lots of options. It's also just a really cool wedding website where you can pick up plenty of ideas and connect with vendors in your area. It's a really well-organized snazzy website where you can click on the country flag and find people, suppliers that Karen trusts and recommends in your area, which I think is great because a lot of wedding blogs are international, but it's really hard to find specific things to your locale. Bonza, as we say in Australia. So let's head to the interview and learn all about smashing the glass. Karen Cinnamon, thank you for coming on the Save the Date Wedding Podcast. I'm delighted to enjoy my very first podcast with you. Oh, <laughs> so many people are losing their podcast virginity with me. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, no comment. <laughs> Said like a real classy lady. <laughs> Warning, this episode of the Save the Date Wedding Podcast will most likely contain culturally cringeworthy faux pas made by me, right? Get ready for this. Karen, you'll probably correct them. I but will. Yes, of course you will. No offence should be taken. And I'd also like people to note that most of my understanding and knowledge of Judaism comes from pop culture, TV and movies. So if I'm wrong, I want them to blame but Hollywood. that's the best side of Judaism <laughs> for me. And let me tell you sort of my stance on, on religion. Um, Straight off the bat, we're going in. Well, I love it. <laughs> Judaism is a really cultural religion, yeah. I'm, my religion's very important to me, but I never go to synagogue. It's very much about the family, wonderful traditions that pass through over hundreds of years, and food. See, that's, I think, the best 
part of culture for me because I've said this before on the podcast I grew up in Australia and Australia is really culturally rich but also there are just a lot of white people like me that don't have any culture and I watch films and TV and and meet people like you and go oh I want to be a part of something I want to have traditions and cultures well I hope that you have some you know Jewish friends and you've been invited to Friday night dinners and sampled the food and been to Israel because it's such a welcoming culture yes love people love to have a good time love to eat all out with 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 Jewish people whether it's what they think of you (laughs) whether they want to get up and dance um it's very much up there and I think that's one of the things the good and the bad together but it's what makes you know part of this sort of Jewish pop culture interesting amazing Hollywood and you started this amazing blog quite recently I'm assuming right um so the thing about my blog is it's not a kind of um yeah I just love Jewish wedding of course I don't go into sort of words and whereabouts but Karen's not a rabbi she's not some sort of Jewish genius but she does know her stuff and she knows if she and if she doesn't know I love that you say if you don't know you'll find it out and you do I've seen you post comments back at people going I don't know well I'll find that out and get you that always I love it when readers or wedding suppliers write to me and say um you know what should I do that I always go back to them um that's one of the things I pride myself on with a blog that I'm able to do but back to your question um so I just got married. I had a relatively short engagement, about six months, but I was a slightly older bride at 37. So I had all those years of sort of imagining. Thinking. And then when it came to the actual, great, here's my time to start wedding planning, um, there was literally no interesting place for me to look for Jewish weddings. Fabulous wedding blogs, which were all about the non-Jewish weddings. Magazines were of interest, but there was nothing that could tell me how to create an interesting Jewish ceremony or how to personalise my chuppah, you know, the canopy mm. that, that you stand under, uh, any anything like that. And I thought, you know what, I'm, I'm just going to start something small. The great thing about blogging is there's really little startup expense, just a domain name and, and a couple of other little things. The reaction was genuinely kind of monumental. The brides flocked and the vendors wanted to be part of it because they wanted access to Jewish brides. I um, I didn't obviously just want to keep it to UK. I yeah. wanted to open it out to... And that's um, been your win too, hasn't it? Because people like you, ladies and gents like you, are sitting all over the world going, yeah. I don't want to have a stock standard Jewish wedding. Yeah, why can't you be inspired by an American wedding or an Italian or Italian? And there's also plenty of people that want destination weddings, so they're looking further afield. There is a little bit of a blueprint uh, for Jewish traditional Jewish weddings, whereby I'd been invited over the years and heard over the years about many Jewish weddings at big fancy hotels, the same kosher caterer, the same band, mm. the same formula. And frankly, um, it doesn't excite me and I always wanted to do my own thing I'm a creative person I could think of my own ideas and I did think of my own ideas and I did have the wedding that I wanted and the intimate feeling that I wanted a lot of Jewish families sometimes it's the parents organizing the wedding and again the parents are doing what their parents did or what their friends did and again there's no room for the originality to kind of take off so it's a place for anyone of any age group to come and be inspired Uh, by lots of ideas and hopefully be able to put a personal stamp on your traditional wedding it's wonderful to have traditions but it's lovely to for your guests to be able to see your personality within your wedding they want to see something different they want to go to a different venue they want to hear maybe slightly different band or or dj um you don't want wedding groundhog's day exactly exactly and 
I think there is a, the tide is turning anyway. I mm. think a lot of Jewish families realise that there's all sorts of other options. They just don't maybe quite know how to change the their way of doing things. So hopefully smashing the glass helps them find their way. And I know that a lot of readers have told me how it's helped them and that's that's the best feeling. Obviously with a common thread of it being a Jewish or Jewish, which yes. is also I want to mention it's a very big thing for me on my web- website. Um, I'm really into um, showcasing and helping um, couples that maybe one is Jewish, one isn't, perhaps perhaps one has converted. There's literally very little for them on the internet in terms of resources and um, how to plan a wedding of mixed faith. Um, so I've got a lot of real we- Jew-ish, Jew-ish weddings. <laughs> I've got a lot of articles on how to incorporate Jewish into maybe a non-Jewish celebration or a half-Jewish celebration. Um, things like that. So that's really important for me mm. as well. Um, yeah, all the different, all the different facets. And I, I, I don't show uh, every every Jewish wedding. If it doesn't have any interest or creative strand, then I, I won't show it. I'm trying to show how you can just see things that little bit differently. So obviously, incorporate all the different countries. Um, is is absolutely vital to me. I love the term, you know, Jewish, and as you said, with the hyphen. Yes, some readers have said, "Gosh, that's exactly how I feel." Yes, it's a bit of a blurry one for for some Jews who maybe they just don't feel tied to it religiously. Maybe culturally, they like Jewish films, or you know, and they they don't really feel that they can call themselves Jewish. Sure. That's not how they feel. So yeah, it's it's a nice little terminology. It's funny because I have quite a few friends that are Jewish who say I'm a Jewish atheist. Yes, I have the same. I and I, the same. I, I love that because they're still embracing going, okay, well, maybe the religious aspects isn't what I believe in, but I do believe in the history and culture of our people and what we've gone through and Absolutely. we've created as a society. And I love that about the culture that you can go all right i don't want that bit but i'll take the rest well i think the heart of sort of jewish culture is is family togetherness um close friends you know love people coming together and again that's where the weddings for me just sort of fit beautifully because it it brings often brings families together i know there's the rows and the stress and great aunt what's her name isn't sitting next to you (laughs) but if you look at wedding picture, you, the joy on sort of, you know, the father of the groom's face or, you know, that maybe hasn't been close to his daughter for the last few years. And, you know, it, you just don't know. I just think it really is about bringing families together in the, just the most wonderful, positive way. And and that, that's one of the things I love about my job, seeing seeing those moments. I'm sure a lot of my listeners know a lot about Judaism through Charlotte from Sex and the City. Okay, but I can't stay out late because I have a 9 a.m. conversion class at the synagogue. You had a two-hour class today. I know. I'm accelerating my studies. There's just so much to take in. The history, the tradition, the philosophy. Oi. You guys, that was my first oi. (laughs) Oh, she was such a willing convert. There were so many episodes of her baking colour bread. Yes. She just wanted to be the perfect wife for Harry. Yeah. And she was. She loved the traditions and she just, she wanted to fit into the, the, the stereotype of a, of a Jewish wife. I mean, myself and my peers don't, but that's sure. what Charlotte wanted and she did it beautifully. And I don't know if you remember the scene whereby um, she, the door shut on her, the rabbi said Oh no. yeah, the three times. Yeah, you can't, you know, we're not interested. Are you the rabbi? Mm-hmm. Hi, my name is Charlotte York, and I'm here today because I would like to consider joining the Jewish faith. We're not interested. And it's because 
it's really hard work to convert and you have to really convince the rabbi that how serious you are and committed it's not just here sign here and you're a Jew mm. it's very hard work mm. and uh, often t- two to three years of your life spent converting so it's not just a three-week jobby like we saw on the show well, no. <laughs> there are different, there's reform and orthodox, but um, it's, I think it's a minimum minimum of a year. Yeah. What I loved about Charlotte and Harry's wedding on Sex in the City is that by her standards, she sort of said, oh, this is a bit of a mess, nothing went right. But I think the joy of that wedding and how they presented it was that it was all about celebration. Who cares if you get wine in your dress? Have a dance. Yes, Just it was. shut up. Do a good job. Yes, it was. No, I mean, it, it, again, so much, so many of sort of Hollywood and TV and everything, they love to show the Jewish wedding. Yes. Um, people, I mean, there must be a reason. Obviously, there's a lot of Jews working in, in the media, but still. Just a couple. <laughs> there are a lot of a lot of Jewish wedding scenes all over the place. Every new, every chiclet film, um, they pop up and must be something entertaining I, about it. I think it's, I think it's exactly what we've been talking about, that it is absolutely full of joy and celebration whereas a lot of other weddings can be quite subdued but the fact that you guys just get in there and crack on with the partying and the yeah, dancing and talking of cracking on the smashing of the glass yes um i mean obviously the name of the blog um why did i call it that i'm just interviewing myself please now. no I, it's on my list this is good i have karen coming in here just doing her own interview perfect the reason i called it smashing the glass is because i didn't want the word jewish in there mm. because Jewish just sounds a bit, I don't know, just a little bit old-fashioned Jewish wedding style. I Mm. don't know. Mm. I didn't want that. But I wanted something that if you know, you know, and if you don't, well, maybe it's not the website for you. Sure. But most people know that Smashing the Glass is is associated with a Jewish wedding. Um, So that was good enough for me. It really is, I think, the moment that that kind of epitomizes a Jewish wedding. Um, as I say, even if you're not having a very Jew, if you're having a Jewish celebra- celebration with very few rituals, I think people love to include the smashing of the glass. It's yeah. such a, it's not, you know, you don't need to speak Hebrew to smash the glass. The smash of the glass is joyous. There's lots of reasons for it, but the actual sound, and then often, you know, the whole audience erupts in sort of cheering and clapping and coming up to the bridegroom. And it's just such a moment. I love that moment in a Jewish wedding. So in, in the Jewish wedding, you've had the ceremony and the smashing of the glass is the official, whoop, we're, we're done, married. this yeah. is it. Yeah, well, not until the glass is smashed are you are you married. And then the kissing and the joy and the music and it's just, oh, it's the sort of sign I suppose for the party to start, yeah. you know? Yeah, love it. And it's just great. It's I, I, I absolutely love it. Do you purchase a special glass to smash or is it just any glass? Do you want to know a secret? I do. The best glass sound you can have for a smashing the glass is a light bulb <laughs> put a light bulb wrap it in foil and smash you'll get the best sound you've also got to be careful which glasses some of the very sort of thicker glasses are not easy to smash and you don't want two goes at smashing the glass that no just doesn't that matter. feels wrong yeah so a thin thin glass if you're going to use a glass or a light bulb makes a great look at that secrets from smashing the glass <laughs> this is smashing what i the want light bulb, i should have called smashing it. the light bulb people are going what the hell is that it makes no sense, but you go, yes, it does. It's the secrets. Yeah. Now, how do I say, is it Hava Nagila? Hava Nagila. Nagila. Now, that's the traditional dance for the mm-hmm. chair dancing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so for, for listeners, now that, what I was just singing terribly, 
is I understood you, you knew what it was and it's funny because I think a lot of listeners would have heard that piece of music over the years so the Jewish wedding music that sort of there's some key tunes one of them is Havanagila which I, I, a lot of people recognise mm. and what I again try and do on the blog because I'm trying to show something a little different is alternative versions so there's a hip hop version There's a kind of, you know, Cuban. And my favourite ever is the surf oh, yes. beach party yes. version. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> so I love that to go, hey, of course, there's 50 million versions of this song, but you don't have to have that traditional version. You can bring your own, yeah, you can bring your own shtick to it. You know what? Your guests will love you all the more for it. If I hear... A, ver- a surf version of Hava Nagila, I would lose my mind. <laughs> well, I might just play if you're on your way out and I'll watch you lose your mind. <laughs> and I think that's amazing that they play that when you land the plane. I mean, of course. <laughs> it's so, oh, it's infectious. I was talking to Charlie Bid, London Bride, recently. Yes, I and that. Thank you. I asked her about, as a wedding planner, what are some of the unavoidable problems that come up that people expect you to fix just because you're the planner? And she said, well, sometimes people don't want to dance. They will get up and go, yeah, see, I love your response to that. (laughs) And she's like, sometimes you've got a DJ and you've got the dance floor and then people go, I don't really feel like it. I'm really full. That almost saddens me because (laughs) I feel like even if you're just making, even if you don't feel like it, you should make the effort for the bride and groom. Agree. It's their day. uh, You know, it's just about showing them love, showing them joy and trying the best to have a good time. And if you're sort of rooted to your seat, you're not giving yourself the best opportunity to have fun. I danced so much at our wedding that I actually de- I took the heels off and I was barefoot. Absolutely. And it was the best time. And my dad and my stepmom were dancing. I've never seen them move for exactly. hours. It's just, you know, unadulterated fun. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely one of my favourite points of, of a Jewish wedding. I always look forward to I did have a Jewish aspect into my in my wedding. What was that? Well, we had readings by um, Jerry Seinfeld and Woody Allen in our wedding. There you go, the pop culture. <laughs> That's great. We because I love that you say about personalising, and I know obviously Jewish weddings there are certain notes that you need to hit to be traditional but also if you do want to have I mean we comedy is a big part of my life TV is a big part of my life and our you know our existence as a couple as well is based around laughter and having a good time so when we decided on these readings I think you know I was going to say my audience the the guests at the wedding it was they laughed and they went yeah it's totally Alicia and Richard it's not some sort of stock standard wedding reading because gosh some of them are sappy and boring in my opinion well exactly but they may not be for for others exactly it's okay but the other wonderful thing about a Jewish wedding ceremony I'm not sure if you're aware is all you don't need to get married in a synagogue you don't need to get married anywhere all you need is this chuppah, which is a canopy. It's basically, four, in its rawest form, is four poles and a piece of material. And you can get you can get married underwater. You can get married <laughs> in a railway station, on a rooftop, wherever, as long as you're under the canopy, the chuppah. So that's already a way to be creative, you know, yes. where, where do you want to get married? And you have so many great posts about the chuppah and how to make it yeah, your own. Yeah, I mean, for me personally, for our wedding... Uh, we had four people that were important to us holding oh, the lovely. P- poles, and they don't have to be Jewish. The girl that set us up wasn't Jewish. She was one of them. 
and then the, the material itself we, we actually got guests from who couldn't attend as well as those who could to send us messages printed them on top of the, the uh, canopy so it was like we were standing under our friends messages and it was as simple as that very cheap when you're on a budget, um, actually, those tend to be the more creative weddings. Not always, but no. because you've got to think a little more creatively. Um, and you often I see wonderful ideas in this sort of slightly more budget weddings. I love the personalization of that as well. It's mm. not like you're going to the shop and buy. I'm sure you can go yeah. to the shop and buy one. But the fact that you thought to include the people that weren't there. Yeah, and that was How very lovely. important to us as well. And um, obviously, with my design background, I could design it. But I did it in a very simple way, and um, no, it was it was just right. That's what we wanted, mm. and it, it worked for us. Here's another pop culture thing. I think of the Hooper. I think of Meet the Parents when he burns the. Do you remember Owen Wilson's character? He makes this beautiful wooden, wooden intricate Hooper, and then accidentally Ben Stiller's character burns it down. But then they 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 actually create beautiful floral things all over it, and they still get married <laughs> underneath it. So there you go, pop By culture the way, reference. You made any faux pas yet? Well, get. Get ready. There's probably some coming. <laughs> Hypothetically, uh, I'm a, a Catholic girl from Maine, and I'm marrying a Jewish guy. How do I incorporate both of my both of our backgrounds into the wedding? Well, I think um, if it's important to you to incorporate both, so there's no conversion or anything going on, I would potentially find rituals from both cultures. I mean, me personally, I want to keep I want to keep my family happy as well, and I think you know that that kind of amalgamation will keep both sides happy mm. um, but you, you don't not, have to go the full charlotte and convert do you you can still the full charlotte, the full charlotte. <laughs> <laughs> um, absolutely not rituals are amazing and why should it just be one side or another that you know combine i've got a jewish greek wedding on the blog i've got everything on there you really <laughs> well, do I, if i haven't i'm hoping to, to and if, yeah up. if you haven't it's coming one thing that if any of you go to a jewish wedding if you listen hard enough head over to someone who looks like an old uncle you'll hear him utter the words to any single girl like please god buy you please god buy you yeah so they're basically it's just the worst sentence that i ever heard at any <laughs> wedding was when when it, an old uncle or someone would come up to me and just tilt the head slightly and look at me with sympathy and say please god buy oh god you. how patronizing <laughs> so what does that mean please get this girl a date no it's like Please God, um, not a date. Oh, please God, buddy. Please God, will you be married? One. Oh, please get this girl hitched. <laughs> no, it's basically saying, please God, one day you'll be married. Oh. And it's often you just look at them and you just say, anyway. So um, <laughs> that sentence, like. <laughs> so that's like the equivalent in my family when they were going, and all my friends had been married off. And people are going, you're still single, Alicia? And it's the tilt of the head, isn't mm. it? It's like, oh. You're still looking. You'll be out there. Oh, You'll find God. me with plenty more fish in the worse? sea. <gasps> Please go by you. Oh, oh. awful. I'm oh. going to do a blog post about that. Actually. Please do, because that's mortifying. It is. Come on, old uncles. Get with the program. Sometimes they're young cousins. Oh, no. As well. no. It's just terrible. Advice to people planning a wedding definitely is sort of try and block out all that white noise that you're hearing from your family you know this and that and the magazines and that blog and just really think um what's important to me just try and be really true to, to what you want for your day and it, it you, i know you hear that over and over again these days but i think especially in the jewish community sometimes it, you're overshadowed by family traditions what you should be doing 
Do you have a budget tip? Yeah, my budget tip would be, it's great to have a budget. First of all, it's not a negative that you've got to stick within your budget. You don't want to throw money at everything in your wedding. Choose the things that are important to you. So maybe you want, a, I personally would recommend a, a really great photographer. Put your money into that. And economise on other things. And, and, and that's okay. And my, my, my big budget tip would be, open a bank account maybe just for your wedding budget. And that way you can really just easily keep track of what's going out. Couldn't agree more. I always say, even buy a special notebook or something where you are honest with yourself about whenever you spend money on that wedding, on your wedding, that you write it down. Because I think accountability with, and if you're saving for anything, you know, accountability is the yeah. the ultimate no, tool. No budget's going to be big enough. If you had the budget of your dreams, you'd want an extra of course. few thousand on top for the <laughs> even bigger wedding cake or whatever. So just be thrilled to bits with the budget you've got and just earmark what's important and you know you, if, if you if you have got the heart set on a certain venue that's a bit open perhaps send out a paperless invitation rather than to, I mean I'm a big fan of beautiful printed stationery but again you, sure. you just can't have everything just make sure you earmark what's really important to and you. buy the light bulb <laughs> if you're gonna smash the glass or Here's a budget tip. Hey. Take an old light bulb. Uh, yeah, one that's save your light bulbs. That <laughs> save you a couple of quid the next day when you're smashing the glass. Oh my gosh, Karen Cinnamon, smashingtheglass.com. Now, as we've said a few times, you are absolutely open if people have questions, conundrums. Yes, I'm often, um, you know, receiving emails from readers, and only two delighted to help. I think that's one of the nice things about the slightly smaller blogs. A lot of the big blogs do it as well, but you know. It's really about understanding the person behind the blog and feeling that you can email them, uh, ask any questions. I'm always delighted to hear from a reader. And She's your Jewish sister that will give you the advice. And I think also, especially for women, especially... <laughs> <laughs> Karen Cinnamon, your Jewish sister that you never had. <laughs> Who will be... Is that really the good slogan? I think it could be. Okay. I don't know. Well, we'll work on it. I just think Jewish mothers, which... Well, I just think of like those sort of New York Jewish mothers that go, you got to eat. It's more Jersey, I think. That's, I don't know. That's me being, again, cliche and generalizing your whole culture. Yeah, and also the other thing to mention about Smashing the Glass, it's not, it's uh, really a blog for super cool weddings that happen to be Jewish. You know, lots of people visit the blog that aren't Jewish. There's lots of great ideas on there. You know, I love the fact that there's a running thread and it's a niche and I've got, you know, dedicated audience, but... Lots of people enjoy the blog as well. And you're great on Pinterest and Instagram. Look, I follow you on all of them. I'm a bit of a Karen stalker, so I think you should too. Again, all these will be in the show notes. If you are creating an amazing Jewish wedding, send Karen an email as well. Please, I mean... I wouldn't have a blog without without my submissions. Exactly. So um, I love hearing about your big day. Please tell me all about it. And um, I'd love to sort of feature anything unusual or different on the blog. Well, we have to go out with some <laughs> There you go. I hope I didn't offend people. If I did, just relax. Chill out. You'll be fine. Thank you so much again to Karen Cinnamon for joining me on the Save the Date Wedding podcast. I learnt a lot and I think she has so many great ideas on her website about how to incorporate different cultures and traditions because we aren't all from the same place. We don't all believe in the same things. Embrace each other. If you are new to listening to the Save the Date Wedding podcast, remember you can go on to iTunes, Stitcher and even YouTube and listen to previous episodes of the podcast Catch Up. 
get informed. If you have suggestions that you would like me to talk about, please do get in touch and visit the savethedatepodcast.com website where you can contact me and speak your mind. The show notes are also available on the Save the Date podcast website where you'll be able to find all the things that Karen and I talked about and I referred to the show notes. It's a really easy place. It's one web page where you can just go and click on all the links and find everything. So if you are on the bus or in the car, you haven't got to stop and try and find websites while we're talking. Just makes it easy. I mean, I'm here just to make your life easier, basically. Alicia McCormack, host of the Save the Date Weeding podcast. I bid you adieu until we next meet via Aries and uh, I wish you happy days.